It's time for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It's time for the game on ESPN 1400. For the next two hours, we'll get an in-depth look at local sports in the eastern Upper Peninsula and Algoma region and hear from the coaches and players involved in the game. We'll also analyze the college and pro sports scene across the region and dive into the biggest national stories. Now, let's get to the game and join your host, Scott Nason. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the game on ESPN 1400. You can also hear our show online at 1400ESPN.net or by utilizing the TuneIn app. And you can hear podcasts of the game all at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As the good man said, my name is Scott Nason, broadcasting from our ESPN 1400 studios in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, on this Monday, August 23rd, 2021. The game, the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. We will be with you up until 8 o'clock tonight. Coming up next, special guest will be the head coach of the Sioux High Blue Devil varsity football team, Scott Menard, joining us for the first time this season on the game as the Blue Devils will be opening up their high school football season this Friday at St. Ignace. We'll talk to Coach Menard about how practice has gone so far and what his expectations are for the upcoming season. Coming up, coming up rather around 645, we'll talk Detroit sports with co-host Butch Davis from Butch on Sports, who will get us up to date on everything going on in the Metro Detroit sports world. And Butch will continue to join us for the second hour of the show, The Roundtable, where we will delve into some other national and international sports topics. Well, we always start with local sports on the game, and the high school sports season has begun. We'll talk about high school football in a moment, as all the EUP teams will open up play this weekend. High school volleyball started this past Saturday for the Sioux High Blue Devils under their brand new head coach, Vince Gross. And the Blue Devils reached the semifinal of its own 16 Invitational on Saturday. The Blue Devils compiled a 7-3 and record in round-robin action and would fall in two sets to Petoskey in bracket play semifinal. Marquette won the tournament, finishing undefeated for the day, including knocking off Petoskey in the finals 25-21 and 25-18. Marquette has a senior-laden lineup led by a D1 commit in Sealer Ruska, as she will be going to Wright State. Marquette downed Inland Lakes in their semifinal before they knocked off Petoskey. Suhai is scheduled to visit Gaylord tonight in high school va- in high school volleyball, rather, and then will host Marquette at the Suhai Gymnasium on Tuesday night. Well, we talked to Mark Ewell last week, the executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, about the upcoming fall sports season. And, well, we're just a few days away from the beginning of high school football. We talked already about the Sioux High Blue Devils as they will start their season at St. Ignace on Friday night. You can hear that game over on our sister station, 1230 WSO, with Dave Watson. I believe Pat Bennett may be also on the call. And you can hear that game starting with the pregame show around 640 over on 1230 WSOO. Week one in eight-player football, we'll see Pickford, who were unable to complete their postseason last year, 
and defend their state title in Division Two because of COVID-19. They will host Gaylord St. Mary on Friday night. You can hear that game over on our sister, sister station, Country 105 with Matt Pocket. Matt will have the call of that one, starting with the pregame show around 640. Cedarville and Detour, well, they have co-opted in football for quite some time, but the school has now co-opted in all sports, and they will be known as the Islanders. So the Cedarville Detour Islanders, a little while to get used to on that one. They will be at Munising on Friday night. Other games involving EUP teams in high school football, Brimley will be at Newberry, that one on Friday night, while Ingenine will host Ironwood. Rudyard, they're going to begin their season at home on Saturday afternoon, where they will take on Superior Central. Looking ahead to week two as, well, the high school football season will have a pair of games completed before the start of in-class school begins around the eastern upper peninsula. Sioux High will host Tawas in their home opener at the Van Sitters Field on Thursday, September 2nd. St. Ignace will also be at home in week two in 11 player football as they will host Frankfurt on Friday, September 3rd. In eight-player football, our EUP Game of the Week over on Country 105 with Matt Pocket. We'll see a, a big matchup. Playoff implications abound in this one as Rudyard will travel to Cedarville to take on the Cedarville Detour Islanders. That game will be on Thursday, September 2nd. Newberry will also be in action in Week 2 as they will travel to Bessemer on Thursday. Ingenine will travel to Superior Central, while Pickford, they will be at home on Friday, September 3rd against Munising and Brimley. They will be at Rogers City on September 3rd. So lots of local sports about to begin on Friday. And another thing that will be not beginning, but resuming over on 1230 WSOO. Starting on Saturday at 11.05, the new season of Coach's Corner with Dave Watson will commence. This show focuses on local sports and will be heard every Saturday throughout the local sports season. Dave features the scores that matters to, to start the show, along with coaches and player interviews involved in the local sports season. You can also find Coach's Corner online at 1230WSOO.com. You can also utilize the TuneIn app and podcasts of the show and all Blue Devil broadcast will be found on our website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. Well, there was lots of news over the past week involving the Ontario Hockey League, the Sioux Greyhounds, and the Sioux Eagles. And really the big news last week with training camps on the horizon, the Ontario Hockey League has announced additional health and safety protocols in advance of the new season. On Friday, the league released an expanded vaccination policy that will kick in when the regular season opens on October 7th. The policy now covers all spectators and other attendees at all OHL games, including games and practices. This from the OHL, those wishing to gain access to OHL facilities of the 17 Ontario-based teams will be required to provide proof of full vaccination against COVID-19 and follow any other safety protocols while in the facility. The league statement continues children under the age of 12 will be required to be accompanied and supervised by a fully vaccinated adult and be and will be required to follow all safety protocols. 
Late July, the league issued its initial policy, which required all OHO community members to be vaccinated against COVID-19. The initial policy also stated that anyone found in violation of the policy could result in OHL staff being placed on unpaid leave for the duration of the pandemic or until such time that COVID-19 no longer poses a significant public health risk. All three Canadian Hockey League member leagues have a similar policy in place. Earlier last week, the Western Hockey League announced its policy, which called for all players, hockey operations staff, and other team and league office personnel to be fully vaccinated at least two weeks before the beginning of the regular season, which will begin there on October 1st. The Quebec Major Junior Hockey League has also issued a similar policy in which players will be required to be vaccinated, as well as QMJHL staff who are in regular contact with players daily and billet families. So in a nutshell, if you want to go to Sioux Greyhound Games, this season, you're going to have to be fully vaccinated and, and provide proof. If you don't, then don't think they're going to let you in. So we may be seeing more of that over time. We have seen that a little bit in the college football, a few of the Pac-12 teams uh, requiring that, as well as the National Hockey League with the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Winnipeg Jets, and we've even seen it in the NFL with the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll talk more about that with Butch Davis coming up in our roundtable. The Sioux Greyhound coaching staff, they've added another member. This past Thursday, the team announced the hiring of Matt Smith as its new goaltending coach. Smith takes over for Dan Stewart, who was hired by the NFL. NHL's St. Louis Blues in the spring. And the Sioux Greyhounds will be planning on putting some tickets on sale this week, according to a post on their website. The lack of information from the province of Ontario has made planning ticket sales difficult, according to the Sioux Greyhounds. With well over 1,000 season ticket holders, they are in a challenging situation and they wish they could bring all their season ticket holders back inside the GFL, easy for me to say. So effective on Tuesday, they will be putting tickets on sale for three games only for now. That includes the red and white game on Friday, September 3rd, and then a pair of exhibition games against Sudbury on September 5th and September 25th. And finally, the United States is extending restrictions on non-essential travel at land and ferry border crossings until September 21st. According to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, they say measures are being kept in effect to reduce the spread of COVID-19, including the Delta variant. Now, why that gets brought up on a sports show is that involves uh, the Sioux Eagles of the Northern Ontario Hockey League Junior Hockey League, who had their home opener scheduled for September 17th against the Sioux Thunderbirds. We haven't received word from the league or the Sioux Eagles as far as the status of that game and, well, any games at this point. So we're just going to have to wait and see what we hear. Obviously, with the border being closed on the U.S. side, makes it a little challenging to have Canadian teams come over and play the Eagles at home. Well, it looks like the Eagles can go and play the Canadian teams in Canada. We don't quite know the situation just yet. We'll try to reach out to league officials of the NOJHL and the Sioux Eagles over the next couple weeks to see what they say. And finally, the Sioux Eagles hockey organization is trying to fill a few billet housing needs for September 2021 through the spring of the 2022 hockey season. Players in need of housing are fully vaccinated, and the group provides $375 per month 
per player to those that can assist. If you can help or would like further information, you can contact Erica Bennett at 906-440-5716. We'll talk more local sports later on, but we're going to take our first break of the night. We come back, we're going to talk Sioux High football with their head coach, Scott Menard, all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. It's 2021 and Reed Metals in Dafter, your honest, main source, one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan, hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your cooling bills or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the the scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals, and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one-stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906-632-0018. Bring it in or have it hauled, and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. At Old Mission Bank, we're ready to make your home ownership dreams a reality. We're excited to announce that we now offer USDA home loans with options for 100% financing. You heard that right, 100% financing for qualifying USDA mortgages. Come see our experienced lenders to discuss your personal options and let us find the right mortgage for your needs because it's what we do best. Act now to pre-qualify by calling us or apply directly online at OMBLoans.com. We're Old Mission Bank, home of your experienced local mortgage professionals. FDIC insured equal housing lender. Summer, the change of seasons is sure to bring a smile to your face. Don't let your mood sour at the prospect of dealing with that unreliable mower for yet another year. Rely on the experts at Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service. Their highly skilled technicians can help. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service takes pride in their work, and they know that an ounce of prevention can mean years of reliability down the road. Call them to talk about your service needs or stop in and chat with Paul and the gang today. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, just off I-75, exit 373, Rudyard, Michigan. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owners agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. The last tractor you'll ever need is here. Get into a Massey Ferguson compactor utility tractor and accomplish more than ever before. These versatile tractors are known for their unbeatable power, smart fuel economy, and upgraded creature comforts. And with their ability to multitask through any job around the yard or farm, they'll provide you with outstanding value for years to come. Do all you need to do and more with Massey Ferguson compact and utility tractors. Visit Skinners of Pigford to find the right model for your operation. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. And we are joined in studio by our first guest tonight, the head coach of the Sioux High Blue Devil football team, Scott Menard. Joining us once again on the game, Coach. 
Good to see you again, and welcome back to the game. I don't think we got you in studio last season because of COVID, but we talked to you. Good to see your shining face and talk Sioux High football. Yeah, it's great to be back. Uh, you know, great a chance to have a talk to you guys and, uh, you know, just a little bit of normality that we're all looking forward to. And, and, and again, when the season starts, uh, to have nine games and just to feel like it's, you know, good old football time. Yeah, that was going to be my first question, Scott, as far as last season. Obviously, at this time, we were either unsure or told that the season would uh, not start on time. The season would start. You'd get six games in and certainly a, a very good season for the Sioux High Blue Devils, uh, winning uh, their first road playoff game ever as you defeated Cadillac or excuse me, you defeated Ludington, I believe, yep. in the yep. playoffs. Ludington. So just uh, first question, coach, is just, you know, the start of this season compared to the start of last season. Yes, there's still some uncertainties yes COVID is still here but it does feel a little bit normal at least from a broadcast perspective how about from a coaching perspective there's much more normality to it I mean last year Scott we you know we got through that first week of two days and you know one of the darker days I can remember in the past at least involving sports was you know we got down I think with our second practice on that first week and then got the call that you know we were shutting it down you know, and, and, and then there was just a lot of panic and, and especially from my seniors last year who, you know, they were kind of expecting to have a big year like every senior does, right. you know, and, and as we were as coaches and, you know, it, it took three weeks and, and, and we got the okay to go back. And, you know, I, I think when we went back and, and, and started that first week, which happened to be against San Francis and then Marquette, who we knew were going to be probably our, our two toughest games, at least back to back, there was just a sense of... uh you know, like, look what we almost didn't have, you know, and, and and we, I think we really had a lot of focus on just appreciating the moment, not getting caught up in, you know, who do we play, you know, three weeks from now, just getting caught up in the moment of that. Um, and it was nice because we went out and played some great football at the start of the year and some great football during the course of the season. And, you know, with this year now, it's just, uh, um, there's not as much, it almost felt like, you know, you were just in a hurry to get everything done last year. Cause you were, you know, you were behind the eight ball the entire year. Now it's, you know, we've got a good pace. We've had, you know, two weeks of great practice, had a great practice today. And, um, you know, guys are just excited to have nine games and, and super excited just to be ready to play sending this on Friday. Yeah. And looking at practice so far, coach, obviously the first couple of days, you don't have pads. What is your practice schedule been? And in the real hot, humid days, do you have like a backup plan? Is there a certain temperature or humidity level where you don't practice as much or can't, how does all that work? Well, normally what we do, Scott, is we go two-a-days, traditional two-a-days, and we've done this now for as long as I think I've been here, which is, you know, we'll go in the morning from 9.30 to 11.30, and we'll come back and go 5.30 to 7.30 at night, you know, and hopefully some of that heat burns off during the course of the day. Uh, we never we never really got a day where we were over 90. The only day that we missed, we had a, a real bad storm around 3 or 4 o'clock one evening, and we just canceled. It ended up not being bad, but other than, uh, you know, uh, lightning and thunder we pretty much stick to what we do and you know we have a lot of a uh, lot of guys that have been coaching for a long time and we do a good job and we get a lot of uh, help on in that area just monitoring the kids and um so we did that we did two days for the first week we did two days last week up and through wednesday thursday we went down to uh, our scrimmage against petoskey and boyne city friday we had a morning practice and then now today we're basically on our you know our week-to-week -week schedule which is 3 30 to 5 30. 
Scott Bernard joining us, head coach of the Sioux High Blue Devils. And coach, before we start looking at some of the individual players and returning players, you got, I believe, around 30 varsity yep. kids on this year's yep. roster. And it sounds like they've been doing a lot of work uh, during the offseason before practice started. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. They've, they've been working not just over the past few weeks, but it sounds like they've been working quite a bit over the past few months. Well, you know, we have, I actually, we're very lucky because Gordy Campbell has been coached with me for a long time, does a fantastic job with our defense. And, and he's got, um, you know, he kind of takes a lot of our older kids on the varsity and, and he does a weightlifting program with them. Uh, and then I open the weight room in the mornings, every day in the morning, Monday through Thursday for the younger kids. And then we just kind of transition sometimes those kids from, you know, the, the beginner phase in the morning to Coach Campbell's gym when they're ready, when they're, you know, either sophomores or juniors. Uh, and then we're able to do some seven on seven things during the year. And, uh, you know, we get a lot of coaches and we, we break them down into small groups. We don't do much team stuff, but it's just a chance for them to get out to condition um, and just to work on some of the little nuances of the game that they can work on, you know, by position mostly. Um, and it really what it really does, is it really saves us a lot of time and honestly conditioning time. Because, uh, you know, traditionally people have called it hell week um, because it's been tough. And, and two days are tough, Scott, especially, you know, you know, if you don't play football, you you should be able to tell when uh, football starts because that's when the weather really gets warm exactly. again, right? Um, but, you know, our kids are, are, are in pretty good shape and, and a lot of that has to do with the work they put in, you know, before they even step f uh, on the field in August. So we've been very lucky that we've got uh, a really good commitment not just from our varsity kids, but from our JV kids too. And, and, and it's paying off and we're seeing it, you know, right now in practice that way. Expectations coach high in your program with the success over the past couple seasons. And you return a pretty veteran group, uh, many starters back on both sides of the ball, including a pair of all, all upper peninsula first teamers and senior quarterback, Jacob Davey, who seems like he's been there longer than yes, that for sure. and senior running back defensive back, John Robinson also back this season for you, coach junior tackle, John Burke and sophomore tight end and defensive end Callum Campbell, who was last year's team co-MVP lineman and all UP honorable mention. So you got a big core group of players that had a lot of success or have had a lot of success yep. over the past few seasons coming back. That's certainly got to help you and especially some of your younger players to that have seen these guys play on the varsity level now might be playing with them. Yeah, we in fact we were just talking about we were talking about Jacob in the running backs group tonight and one of the kids was talking about watching Jacob when he was a freshman and Jacob was a the varsity quarterback as a junior or as a sophomore I think uh, running one in on overtime for Batoski and and it's weird to think that you know some of these kids that you know have been watching Jacob for 3 years you know they were in middle school watching him do the things right. he does I actually referred to I actually called him coach twice during the summer <laughs> Um, just cause he has, a, he has a, he has a very calming presence. Obviously the guys have a ton of faith in him. Um, but we are lucky because we do have a, a really good supporting cast, uh, around him. When I say supporting, that's probably not even fair to the rest of the guys. I and mean, we have a strong team. Uh, we got John back, uh, Ryan Laplante, uh, is, is going to do some great things in the backfield. Um, and, you know, on our line, our line, you know, we did lose Dale Lujan last year on the line and he was a great defensive player as well. And we lost Chris Pierce and some other strong supporting seniors, um, you know, but our line was young last year. I mean, like you said, Callan last year was a freshman. John Burke was a sophomore. Adam Horgan plays right guard for us. He was a sophomore. Uh, Nick Chico, who's our only senior on the line right now, and he's a three-year starter. So, you know, we've got a, we've got a mix of experience, but it's, it's still kind of young, you know, and 
Um, it's, it's a group of guys that have, like I said, they've lifted weights together. They've, they've done other sports together, but they've done a lot of football together. And, um, there's a lot of things that, you know, what's nice. And we mentioned even tonight at practice, like, you know, we tell our guys, we really want them to communicate and talk amongst them. And, you know, when you have guys that maybe don't get along or maybe guys that are new to each other, you know, it, it takes a while for that, that thing to blend and that thing to come together. And, you know, these guys, I mean, they, they, they know when one guy, you know, is itchy, the other guy knows where to scratch. Basically it, it's that cohesive and, and we're still going to, you know, we still got some bumps on the road and things that we got to take care of. But, uh, you know, I really like the mix of youth and experience that we have on the team. From a coaching perspective, I know the answer to this, how important line play is. And it was something that your team, a little inexperienced, but certainly I think one of its greatest strengths as the season went along. Uh, how, how do you develop a good line? I mean, what goes into it from a coaching perspective? And and who are some of your other coaches that really have helped with the success of the offensive and the defensive line for the Sioux High Blue Devils? Well, um, you know, we've been around. I've been around here for 16 years. Matt Johnson, uh, who used to coach at Rudyard, uh, and, and he's a little bit of a, a wing T disciple uh, as much as I am. You know, he, he's kind of our offensive line guru and, and he's got um, he's done a wonderful job with these kids. And, the, and, and, you know, to his credit, the kids have really bought in on what he's been. I, I, I'll say preaching because that's what it sometimes seems like. Oh, yeah. You know? Mac and talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, they, they um, he's got a great group of kids and and they all buy in. And and like I said, you know, one of the things that we we're really fortunate to have is we do have this great, for whatever reason, whether it's coaching or the kids or just the program, but we've really in the last couple of years had this great trickle down effect where we've been able to transfer a lot of this knowledge and a lot of the meaning of what, you know, what football is. I always try to tell the guys, you know, I played three sports, but football always just seemed to have this different feel to it and the, you know, the urgency of it, you know, and, you know, in football, you have to win this many games to make the playoffs. And so every play counts. And, you know, and I think we really do a good job of that, you know, defensively, you know, it starts and ends with Coach Campbell. You know, Gordy does a great job. You know, he was a defensive line player. So, you know, he takes a lot of pride in that. And, and um, you know, we're just able to just continue to get these guys in. And like I said, a lot of it goes back to what you said before, Scott. We get these kids in in the summer. And we can go over these specific, you know, these specific individual jobs. And then when we come together, you know, when football starts, you know, the team is ready to go. And, and we really, we can, like I said, kind of hit the ground running. And so we've just been really lucky to have smart, uh, strong, quick linemen who uh, really worked well as a team. Scott Menard joining us on the game, head coach of the Sioux High Blue Devil football team. We'll look at, at this week's game and the schedule in a moment. Uh, coach, you mentioned a lot of coaches already. Who are some of the other coaches that are helping you as far as junior varsity and other football? And and how are the numbers down there? Obviously, having 30 players is good because numbers right. is tough for a lot of yeah. schools. Uh, how are the numbers looking uh, down at the JV and other levels? JVs, I think they're around, I think they're 22 or 23. You know, and, and it's interesting because we went down to the uh, to Petoskey for a scrimmage, and, and they do a freshman football, but they only had 16 JV kids. Um, San Angus had 14, I think Boyne City had 15. You know, so we're kind of fortunate to have good numbers, and we have six sophomores on the varsity this year. Um, so I mean, those numbers could even be stronger um, on the varsity level. Uh, Brad Boven, who's been a, a coach uh, with me for a couple of years in track and in football, uh, he's an assistant coach uh, on the varsity. I mentioned uh, obviously Gordy and Matt. Um, Jim Casey, who's been there forever, you know, he runs all our stuff off the field and on the sidelines and we couldn't get things done without him. Um, but one of the things that we're kind of lucky about, and I've, I've always tried to stress this for guys that are in the area, you know, we've got some kids that played for us. 
Riley Alaspa and Brendan Kreiderman, uh, guys that have played for us in the last five or six years and have been through, you know, winning and losing. Uh, they're both helping us on the varsity there. So, so some good, strong contributors there. Uh, Herb Maloney is the head coach of the JV. Uh, Arnie Halley, who was a coach for us at JVs a couple years ago, a former Suhai player is back. Mike Mariuza, who's a former Suhai player, is back coaching as well. John Burke, former Suhai player, is down there as well. Uh, Dan Bartley, uh, who played at Red Yard uh, for a while, is down there. Matt Hamina was a grad student that came and did an internship with us last year from Lake State and, and had a good time with it and decided that he wanted to come back and do it again this year. So, you know, we've got a strong, uh, I guess, a coaching staff from JV to varsity that I can remember in a long time. Scott, let's look at this week's game. You head down to St. Ignace on Friday to take on the Saints. You were scheduled to play them last year, but of course with COVID, you weren't able to. Uh, what are your expectations for game number one against St. Ignace? A, a team that maybe hasn't had the success on the field, but it seems like they're slowly starting to build that program back up. Well, you know, they they always have athletes, um, and, and those kids are always tough. And, uh, you know, we, we actually, when we went down to the scrimmage, they had gotten their scrimmage, uh, had trouble with their scrimmage so they ended up going to Petoskey as well we didn't go against them but we ran into them and saw them and you know as far as numbers go yeah they're probably a little low on numbers I think they're right around 17 but um, you know those kids are tough those kids are scrappers um, and and you know we're not, we're Scott we've had some success the last couple of years but I don't ever think that we're in a position where we can ever look past anybody sure. I mean, and we won't you know we're gonna put it we put a ton of time in already in the scouting film um, from a couple years ago and from the scrimmage so you know, and and you got Barry Pearson down there helping out those yep. those guys, and we ran into Barry, and you know he's he's going to have a trick or two up his sleeve, and he knows how to run the wing tee as much as the next guy, but also how to stop it. So, um, you know, we had a lot of respect for them, um, and, and and you know they're smaller; they probably didn't have to play us, but I, they were instrumental in us getting into that conference, and we have a lot of um, respect for them and what they've done for us. So uh, we're, we're expecting a hard fought game. And, and I wouldn't, like I said, when you play setting us in any sport, that's really what you should expect. Scott Menard joining us on the game, head coach of the Suhai Blue Devil football team. You can hear that game Friday night over on our sister station, 1230 WSO with Dave Watts and Dave of the pregame show right around 640 on 1230 WSO. Scott, you're talking about being in a conference. You know, there were several years where under your coaching, uh, the Blue Devils have been an independent, Pendant. Yep. You've been in other leagues, uh, and I think I've asked you this before, but I'm going to ask it again, just to have the ability to go for a conference title and playing the likes of Traverse City, St. Francis, and some of these other schools, uh, that's got to be a, maybe a little extra added incentive for you and your team. Yeah, you know, last year, because of the the way that the, the season started and we missed three games, it, it I guess it didn't really resonate for the kids much until we beat Traverse City, St. Francis. And, and to be honest with you, we had a lot of people that – I didn't know who they were. Came out to me and said, "You realize what kind of win that was? That's you know, a huge win." I had, yeah, I had two guys from the the Traverse City Record Eagle, and and actually the person that was doing the the radio come and talk to me after the game and said, "You know, this is a huge victory for your for your program." And I'm like, you know, I, I guess I didn't think about it, but because that's such a storied program, and you know, really when you look at that conference, I mean, Kingsley got a raw deal because they got kind of coveted out of the playoffs, and right. I really thought they were a state finalist bound team. Yep. St. Francis obviously had a great playoff run. Grayling had a great run. Yep. They've got a heck of a running back who was the offensive player of the year in the conference. You know, and and, and then you still have Benzie and you still have uh, Ogama Heights and, and you have Tawa. I mean, it, it's a strong conference, but I'm so glad to be in it. You know, they're, they're, it's so nice to be able to maybe start developing some rivalries. 
It's so nice to have an end-of-the-year conference where we can sit down and talk about who are these best players and some of our kids get recognition. And, and it's nice to have the added incentive, like you said, of, of not only trying to make the playoffs but win a conference championship. And that's really what we're looking at this year. So, I, I, like I said, I couldn't be more pleased to be in that conference, and I hope we're in it for a long, long time. Looking at your schedule, Scott, you do have four home games and five road games this season. Your home opener will be on Thursday, September 2nd against Tawas. And then coming back on Friday, September 10th against Kingsley, you'll be at Sheboygan, home to Ogama Heights, at Grayling, home to Traverse City St. Francis, at Benzie Central, and you'll close out the season at Gladstone. So you're, I believe you're, are they two non-conference games or three? St. Ignace is considered non-conference. Okay, so you got at St. Ignace, at Sheboygan, at Gladstone, all on the road, but all teams that you're pretty familiar with because you've been playing them a yep. lot. Yeah. You know, and again, Gladstone, I mean, Gladstone's been tough. We, we've had limited success with them for whatever reason. Um, Sheboygan, you know, I, I guess if I was to look at anybody and say, you know, who's a, who's your rival or, or who's your longtime rival, it's got to be Sheboygan. You know, and you, those kids are going to get up for us just like we're going to get up for that game. But, you know, there, like I said, there, there's just a lot of interesting you know, there's a lot of interesting offenses and defenses that we come across. You know, we used to be in a situation where, you know, you'd play, you know, if we like when we were in the in the Great Northern Conference, you know, the offenses are all pretty much, you know, uh, you know, wing T or, or or power I or just straight I and a lot of power. And, and now you get with Grayling and you get with some of these teams downstate that, you know, they're spread all over the place. So it really challenges you. And, and from week to week, you really have to do your homework to make sure you're prepared for that next team. Because, you know, I don't really see anybody on our schedule. And like I said, going by what happened last year, we, we don't want any weeks off. You yeah. know, it's going to be a grind every single week. Coach, uh, we had a little extra time, so talk about fundraising. I had a gentleman come by my house, and I purchased one of those twenty dollars uh, cards, if you will, yep. for local businesses. A uh, great value for the buck because you get a lot of value if you use a lot of those coupons. For those that are listening tonight, how would uh, somebody maybe interested in donating to the program or uh, accessing one of these cards? What do they need to do to get one? Well, we have a, a actually our Facebook, which is Blue Devil High School Football 2021, is is probably the best way to contact anybody. Um, you know, this, the the card thing we've been doing, and Greg Rambo started that when he was the head coach, um, and it's essentially a twenty dollar discount card, but it's got year long discounts to a lot of great businesses in the area, um, and it's just been a fantastic fundraiser for us because you know when we sell these cards, you know, obviously. And I'm just going to say this. I know a lot of people who use the Domino's. Yes. Because they're a sponsor. You can yes, say that one. It's buy one large. Yes. Get one large free. You can use it once a day, every day for a full year. So you get 365 yeah, free pizzas, basically. I got a basically. couple of friends of mine, and they know who they are, who use that. <laughs> I want to mention it. I don't want to mention any names, but he might be doing the football game on Friday night, <laughs> yes. and it's not Dave. So, uh, But anyway, yeah, I mean, it's just we, we've, we've been very lucky to have some very generous sponsors in the area support us and, and continue to support us. Um, and, you know, it's it's been great because, uh, you know, we, Let's be honest. When you win a little bit, people get behind you a little more, exactly. right? And so we've been, we've had fantastic support from people in the community on these, and um, it's just something we've been doing for a long time. We actually did a bottle drive last year, Scott. I remember. Yes, we did I a donated. bottle drive last year, <laughs> and we decided not to do it this year uh, only because last year it took my son and I uh, every day after weightlifting for the entire summer to bring all of the cans back. So, Did you have a final total on how much you raised from that? 
probably over six thousand. Wow! And that was for four hours of bottles and cans. It was unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, like I said, we've just been really fortunate to have the people in the community uh, and the business of the community sponsor us and, and really support us in the last couple of years, and we really appreciate that. Head coach of the Sioux High Blue Devils, Scott Menard, joining us on the game. Coach, a couple more questions before we let you go. Uh, you, we were talking how long you've actually coached at Sioux High. You estimate around 16 years. You've also played football at Sioux High. The question I have is, how has football changed from the time you played, time you started coaching to right now? Obviously, there's more rules to protect player safety, but are there any other big changes or different types of uh, items that has really changed from your early coaching days and from your playing I, days? I would, you know, I would say if you were to look at football on the field, you know, the casual fan, it's obviously that there is a, there's a lot of leaning towards a spread type offense. Um, where you're trying to get your best skilled players in space. And I, I think from an on-the-field difference, that's the thing I would say the most. Um, off the field, it's scouting. Yeah. You know, more so, Scott, than anything. I mean, I remember when I, when I started, um, when I came back to the Sioux in 97 um, and Barry Pearson was here, uh, we, you know, you, we would, my dad and I were the JV coaches. So the varsity would go play in Alpena and my dad and I would go to Marquette and we would take, you know, big camcorder and we'd have to film the game and then we'd have to transfer it. Um, or we'd have to go on a Saturday morning. I remember multiple times against Escanaba and Gladstone, uh, driving to Ingenine, uh, sitting in the parking lot of the Inga diner and waiting <laughs> for this mission impossible subterfuge trade where we just kind of handed two windows yeah, yeah yeah two yeah. windows rolled down we, yep. we exchanged not words just uh <laughs> just tapes and that was it we drove home so now we have huddle and we have there's so much more access and ability to to break down film and and i think one of the things like i said that we've been lucky about i'm sure we're not the only ones is kids really buy into that now they like to see themselves but they you know our kids have been very good about uh watching film and and, and about kind of breaking down what the other team does and believe me that is a huge help and so the scouting area i would say scott probably more than anything in football as it far from a coaching standpoint has probably been the biggest change final question for you scott uh, we mentioned high expectations with the blue devil success over the past few years and a lot of returning players what are your expectations as head coach for this year's Sioux Blue Devil season? Obviously, last year, COVID, but you had success. You won a playoff game on the road for the first time. What are you looking at as far as this year to define a season as a success? Well, I mean, I think it, it, there's a new playoff system this year, and, and it's kind of a, a modification, I guess, of the prior two. But, you know, our goal is always to get into the playoffs. And, I, you know, I think when you get into the playoffs, uh, anything can happen. You know, and, and and obviously we'd like to win the conference. And I think, you know, if if things go well, if we stay healthy, which is always a factor, because, you know, even though you have 30 kids, that's not that deep over the course of a long run. You know, we'd really like to, to get back to that that championship, that district championship, and and maybe a shot at Cadillac if they're there. You know, we had we had had them on the ropes last year at halftime, but you know, last year we lost five starters and 13 overall kids to COVID. Yeah. And we weren't really at full strength. So you know, they went to the state finals. We were beating them at halftime by a point. So, you know, if things go well and we got to that point, we really love to have a chance to go back and get them. But I know this is going to sound cliche, not the answer you want to hear. To be honest with you, Scott, we're, we're just worried about sending us right now. Yep. And I think once we take care of that, we'll worry about Tawas. And if we keep worrying about things on a week-to-week -week basis, um, 
you know, the rest of that stuff will take care of itself. Sioux High Blue Devil football team on the road to start the season. They'll be at St. Ignace on Friday. You can hear that game with Dave Watson and Pat Bennett over on our sister station, 1230 WSO, starting at the pregame show at 640. Scott, appreciate you taking time to join us on the game. Thanks we'll you. certainly you, uh, talk to you more during the season, and best of luck this year. Thanks for uh, being on the game. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break. we got a few more local sporting items to take care of coming up next on the game here on ESPN 1400. Done being stuck in the house? Ready for some summer fun on the water? Stop by Central Savings Bank for that boat or jet ski loan. Don't want to be on the water? That's okay. Come see a lender about a camper or maybe a home equity for that cabin in the woods or a side-by-side or ATV. Remember, you can always apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. That's what we can do for you. Whatever you're up to this summer, Central Savings Bank has the loan products to help get it done. Whether it's buying a boat, side-by-side, camper or cabin, tractor, a new house, or a ticket out of here, we can help. Call, stop by, or apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Central Savings Bank, ask what we can do for you. It's 2021 and Reed Metals in Dafter, your honest, main source, one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan, hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your cooling bills or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals, and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one-stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906-632-0018. Bring it in or have it hauled, and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. 641 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. Coming up here in about five minutes, we're going to be talking Detroit sports with co-host Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. We'll get us up to date on everything going on in the Metro Detroit sports world. Well, we did get some very sad news over the weekend as well, talking Sioux High football along with Sioux High hockey. Aaron Lisecki, age 25 of Sault Ste. Marie, passed away during a boating accident on Friday. He was born in Sault Ste. Marie during a historic snowstorm, the one that brought five feet of snow. Growing up, Aaron loved sports, as did his family, who spent many days watching him and his brother Garrett compete with their teams. An excellent student, Aaron was part of the Sioux Area High School team at the 2014 National Competition for the Business Professionals of America. He was also a member of the Michigan High School Football Coaches Association Academic All-State Football Team in 2014 and the recipient of Sioux High Hockey Coaches GPA Award in 2013 and 2014. Aaron, a graduate of Sioux High in 2014, he graduated with honors from Michigan State University's College of Business. 
and was working at Madagor- Madigan at Pingator Insurance, who's a sponsor here on the game, before he passed away. Loved by his family and friends, Aaron was a quiet person who would quickly open up with his sense of humor and big spy- smile. He and his mother, Anne, enjoyed taking long walks on the beach with their dog, Rocky, and a few beverages tucked in their pockets, of course. Aaron is survived by his mother, Anne, and brother, Garrett, and... For all of us here at ESPN 1400 and Sovereign Communications, certainly our uh, hearts go out to the Lasecki family and the Pingator family for the loss of Aaron Lasecki. We're going to take a break. We come back. We'll talk Detroit sports with Butch Davis, all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. At Old Mission Bank, we're ready to make your home ownership dreams a reality. We're excited to announce that we now offer USDA home loans with options for 100% financing. You heard that right, 100% financing for qualifying USDA mortgages. Come see our experienced lenders to discuss your personal options and let us find the right mortgage for your needs, because it's what we do best. Act now to pre-qualify by calling us or apply directly online at OMBLoans.com. We're Old Mission Bank, home of your experienced local mortgage professionals. FDIC insured equal housing lender. Summer, the change of seasons is sure to bring a smile to your face. Don't let your mood sour at the prospect of dealing with that unreliable mower for yet another year. Rely on the experts at Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service. Their highly skilled technicians can help. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service takes pride in their work, and they know that an ounce of prevention can mean years of reliability liability down the road. Call them to talk about your service needs or stop in and chat with Paul and the gang today. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, just off I-75, exit 373, Rudyard, Michigan. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things. Like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. The last tractor you'll ever need is here. Get into a Massey Ferguson compactor utility tractor and accomplish more than ever before. These versatile tractors are known for their unbeatable power, smart fuel economy, and upgraded creature comforts. And with their ability to multitask through any job around the yard or farm, they'll provide you with outstanding value for years to come. Do all you need to do and more with Massey Ferguson compact and utility tractors. Visit Skinners of Pigford to find the right model for your operation. Done being stuck in the house? Ready for some summer fun on the water? Stop by Central Savings Bank for that boat or jet ski loan. Don't want to be on the water? That's okay. Come see a lender about a camper or maybe a home equity for that cabin in the woods or a side-by-side or ATV. Remember, you can always apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Ask what we can do for you. Whatever you're up to this summer, Central Savings Bank has the loan products to help get it done. Whether it's buying a boat, side-by-side, camper or cabin, tractor, a new house, or a ticket out of here, we can help. Call, stop by, or apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Central Savings Bank, ask what we can do for you. 
Awards 2021 and Green Medals in Dafter, your honest main source, one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan, hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your cooling bills or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one-stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906-632-0018. Bring it in or have it hauled and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. 647 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. Want to thank our guest, head coach of the Sioux High Blue Devil football team, Scott Menard for joining us tonight as the Blue Devils, again, will open up their high school football season Friday night at St. Ignace against the Saints. You can hear that game over on our sister station, 1230 WSO, with Dave Watson and Pat Bennon starting at the pregame show around 635, 640 over on Radio Sioux. Joining us now and for the remainder of the show, co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Joining us on the game, a brand new edition of Butch on Sports from last night which you can find on his podcast page, Simply Butch 2, that's T-O-O.Podomatic.com. You can also find Butch on Sports on our website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As Butch joins us each and every week to talk about what's going on in the Metro Detroit sports world and the world of sports in general. Butch, how are you doing on this Monday night, my friend? Yeah, well, muggy is hot, it's sticky. I'm glad to have air conditioning. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The air conditioning is working in the studios much better than it did last week, Butch, oh, be- really? because I actually I actually opened up the vents, so that usually helps with air conditioning when you have vents. Well, Butch, I, I talked with head coach of the Sioux High Blue Devils, Scott Menard, about the upcoming football season, and, well, we saw some volleyball action locally around here. And and here we go. We got our press passes in the mail over the weekend, and it's time for another season of fall, winter, and hopefully spring high school sports. Uh, we talked to Mark Ewell last week about some of the questions. Uh, are you ready, sir? And what's going on in your neck of the woods as far as uh, high school sports? Well, as ready as I'm going to be here right now. Here, it's all going to take for uh, for not starting tomorrow on Thursday here as uh, football is getting started there, especially at Wayne State University for the Xena Classic there. And uh, that's normally uh, uh, the icebreaker for football in general there. So, uh, like it or not, we're going to have football this year and that regular basis there where fans can come and see it and hopefully uh, they uh, behave themselves there. Absolutely, Butch. Uh, Let's get to the other teams in Detroit, including the Detroit Tigers after a very rough homestand going one in five. The Tigers, well, they bounced back a bit this weekend, winning two of three games at Toronto as Miguel Cabrera hit his 500th home run on Sunday over the right field fence and into the bullpen. So we won't know uh, what the 
person that would have caught that ball would do with it as the Tigers rallied for a five to three wins in 11 innings on Sunday. The Tigers now 60 and 66. They're off tonight. They'll have a short two game series in St. Louis starting tomorrow night before returning home to take on the Blue Jays at Comerica Park starting on Friday. Uh, Butch, certainly a good weekend for the Tigers, but not a good week. They did not look good, especially in that game or that series rather against the Angels. Uh, your thoughts on the Tigers week? Well, like I said before, and I said it last week on the show there, that, you know, I thought it was a funky thing to pull him out of the lineup on that particular Thursday to give it to the hometown fans for that particular series, which was, again, appreciated by the fans because they did show up in, in our, on an average of 25,000 people, which is a whole heck of a lot. Uh, versus uh, what the Tigers have been able to uh, uh, put in the park. But, again, you know, it's glad, I'm glad he got it out of his way. Uh, yes, he did it in another country. Yes, he got it done. Uh, yes, we're going to have a Mickey Day on the 24th of September. Uh, yes, we, is there T-shirts out and people wearing them? Yes. It, 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 it's going to fuel him for a minute. There's something to feel good about for team right now that is uh is learning this way there it is something to good to feel good about butch as you mentioned uh cabrera the first tiger to get 500 home runs i believe he's hit about 360 of them uh, plus in detroit the first player from venezuela to uh become part of the 500 hit club and uh you know cabrera is not too far away from another milestone uh, to me almost some as impressive, if not more, as uh, he's approaching 3,000 hits. I believe he's around uh, 40 hits or so away from that. Don't know if he's going to get that this year, but uh, you know, if he does or when he does get 3,000 hits, he's going to join a, a very exclusive club, I believe, for 500 home run hitters. I believe 26 or 28 for the 500 home run 3,000 hit club. I believe there's only six. So Cabrera, he's not done uh, getting into the record books. Well, again, he's not the the all-time Tigers leader in home run because Al Kaline has that distinction there, okay? Right. So that might be something he might want to push for or not there. He'll probably get 3,000 hits before maybe, uh, and, and maybe not, you know, he uh, get that home run thing of Al Kaline 399 as a Tiger there. So, uh, again, uh, accomplishment well-designed there. I remember when he first got here uh, as a kid, uh, he was exciting then. He's one of the only Tigers that still got a World Series ring now, right. okay? So he don't have to be shy about none of those particular accomplishments either there, as he does. Yes, he has a World Series ring. And Butch, you were part of the post-game press conference with both manager A.J. Hinch and Miguel Cabrera. You talked about it on your show last night. And uh, tell us about the, uh, the one question from an unnamed reporter, what that question was in Cabrera's answer, because I found that very entertaining. I, it was it was very entertaining to me because it reminded me of the days of Jim Leland when he used to hold the clubhouse meetings and he would uh, <laughs> but like that, you know and I won't name the uh, particular uh, <clears throat> uh, media person who asked the question but he asked the question you know what did you talk about in uh, your private meeting and he said none of your damn <laughs> If I want you at the meeting, I would have invited you. You know, something like that. And Cabrera, you know, taking a lot from Jim Leland, practically said the same thing on the air, you know. 
as he was being interviewed yesterday. It, it was short and sweet and very polite. He didn't say it in the way of Jim Leland, but it was very polite and nice little way. It's none of your business there. Although we did get to see what happened in the locker room and what was discussed, which was pretty neat deals, and they all had their shots of whatever it was to be in those cups there to kind of salute Cabrera on the 500-home run. Butch, it was not a good week for Detroit Tigers broadcaster Jack Morris, who was suspended indefinitely by Bally Sports Detroit. That was announced on Wednesday. The network, which broadcasts Tigers games, said that Morris will be undergoing bias training following an incident where, well, he just he said some things that he shouldn't have said in reference to Shanae Otani when he was up to bat using a, a, a slur, maybe, or maybe that's not the right word. We're not going to say what he said. Yeah, but I don't think he intended it later in that game Morris said he didn't intend for any offensive thing but you know Butch we talk about it often on this show there is no rewind button when you put on uh, these headsets or in front of these mics and you say something especially in the year 2021 uh, you know I don't think Jack Morris meant what he said or at least uh, the uh, the implications and the uh, offending a large uh, population group but uh, just uh, an unfortunate situation for the Tigers and Jack Morris. Well, unfortunately, it may be, but it's better now, no now than later there, because again, your private side of your life, you can't bring it up on TV and whatnot, or on radio, on, for that matter, the social media, because you will be gotten, okay? Yep. And Jack Morris was gotten there, okay? And he's probably done that a million times behind closed doors and whatnot where it might got a chuckle or two or thought he, he was being very funny. But, again, you sitting up there making fun of someone's accent or how a particular race of people talk or whatever it may be, it's, it's not cool in these doggone days because sensitivity to race, color, creed, and nationality, it does exist, okay? And we got to kind of be kinder, gentler, and be able to use your head and think when you sit up there and bring your private life in the public there and thinking everybody's going to chuck on a laugh. Maybe it might have been a laugh at that point in time. Not when Bally got on those headphones there and say, you apologize right now yeah. or else you can go home. Butch, uh, final Tigers note before we go to our top of the hour break. Uh, this past week, uh, the former catcher of the Detroit Tigers during the 1968 World Series and for many years, in my opinion, uh, one of the, if not the best Tiger catcher in history. Of course, Mickey Cochran, another good one. But Bill Freehan uh, passed away over the weekend in northern Michigan. Uh, somebody that you know and you've had a chance to interview, uh, especially in your early days in Detroit. Just give us uh, some reflections of Bill freehand i mean by all accounts a great guy and certainly a great catcher and a world series champion he should be in the hall of fame okay i i don't mean no harm but again that's why sometimes i kind of shake my head at the hall of fame and how, how you get in there because as a veteran that man should have been in the hall of fame a long time ago there that it doesn't make any sense and whatever the the uh members of the media or whoever has those votes are doing there they need to clean a whole heck of a lot of stuff up there. Yes, Bill Freehand, uh, when I got to talk to him and then talk to him privately, we, we, we crossed the many paths, okay? You know, he was, when he was a kid, 
uh, he would talk about the competition level in urban Detroit with the baseball leagues and whatnot, especially the traveling leagues. And then we started naming off coaches and whatnot. We ended up finding out we were playing under the same coaches that maybe taught Bill Freehand and whatnot there. And that was amazingly surprised. Also, Willie Horton, when I've had talks and conversations with him, I had crossed paths with certain particular uh, – could you imagine Willie Horton and Bill Freehand on the same sandlot? Oh. It did happen, okay? And the same coach that uh, Chicken Clemens, who was the coach at that time, uh, was my coach, okay, when he coached me and a guy named Todd Cruz and whatnot. We were both on the same team there. It was really striking there, but he always was very kind, very generous. When it came down to the interview, he was never too busy to give the answers of what he thought and what should be happening on the field as well as the Tigers organization. Butch, uh, over this past week, I was talking uh, to my Uncle John, who is from the Detroit area, and we were uh, exchanging stories about uh, his father and my grandfather. And, and a funny story before we go to break is we were talking about the 1968 World Series. My Uncle John was in seventh grade and at school. This is back when World Series games were played during the day. And he got a call from the uh, assistant principal to come to the office. He was all nervous because he never got in trouble. And the assistant principal said to him, you know what you're doing here, son? And he says, no. And it was he was kind of nervous. He says, well, your dad called. He's going to pick you up and he's going to take you to game five of the World Series. And of course, that game and that series, Butch, the Tigers were down three to one. And, and Bill Freehand, a big moment in that game when Lou Brock was coming home, didn't slide. Uh, Freehand blocked the plate, got him out. The Tigers rallied and won, and then they won the World Series. So a nice little personal story there involving Bill Freehand uh, with my Uncle John. Good things about that particular time. I know we don't have too much time to go to break, but the particular things in that in that generation there is that they played day games. Okay, yep. you know, and you was at a day game there in the during the World Series, and where schools were rolling the televisions and whatnot there to allow the kids to see the World Series and whatnot there. You had a lot more participation on sports than it is right now. How they deal with our Major League Baseball and everything has to be at night. And the kids got to suffer for it by going into school half, half tired or whatnot if they decide or their parents decide to let them see the game. Bush, we're going to take our top of the hour break. When you and I come back, we'll talk more Major League Baseball along with the Lions, Pistons, Red Wings, Big Ten football, wrestling, and more. All coming up on the second hour of the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. At Old Mission Bank, we're ready to make your home ownership dreams a reality. We're excited to announce that we now offer USDA home loans with options for 100% financing. You heard that right, 100% financing for qualifying USDA mortgages. Come see our experienced lenders to discuss your personal options and let us find the right mortgage for your needs, because it's what we do best. Act now to pre-qualify by calling us or apply directly online at OMBLoans.com. We're Old Mission Bank, home of your experienced local mortgage professionals. FDIC insured equal housing lender summer the change of seasons is sure to bring a smile to your face don't let your mood sour at the prospect of dealing with that unreliable mower for yet another year rely on the experts at gaylor thompson sales and service their highly skilled technicians can help gaylor thompson sales and service takes pride in their work and they know that an ounce of prevention can mean years of reliability down the road call them to talk about your service needs or stop in and chat with paul and the gang today gaylor thompson sales and service just off i-75 exit 373 
3 Rudyard, Michigan. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. The last tractor you'll ever need is here. Get into a Massey Ferguson compactor utility tractor and accomplish more than ever before. These versatile tractors are known for their unbeatable power, smart fuel economy, and upgraded creature comforts. And with their ability to multitask through any job around the yard or farm, they'll provide you with outstanding value for years to come. Do all you need to do and more with Massey Ferguson compact and utility tractors. Visit Skinners of Pigford to find the right model for your operation. Let's get to the second half of the game here on ESPN 1400, WKNW, Sioux St. Marie's sports leader. It's the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Now, here's Scott Nason. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. You can also hear our show live on land, line rather at 1400ESPN.net. You can also utilize the TuneIn app. And podcast of the game can be heard right after the game, right around 8.30 on the website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. And Butch, let's talk about Major League Baseball. And we mentioned uh, this gentleman a little bit ago, unfortunately, with uh, some bad news with Jack Morris. But the Shohei Otani is just having a season unlike any season as he hit his 40th home run for the Anaheim Angels or the LA Angels, whatever you want to call them, and also got the win on the mound. And, you know, this is something, Butch, that we really haven't seen in the modern era. As a matter of fact, the last pitcher to hit 40 home runs, you got to go all the way back to Babe Ruth. This guy is, is just, to me, a pleasure to watch. He plays the game like it should be played, and he's just having a season that we just haven't seen in our lifetime. Yeah, just imagine if Trout was in the lineup Oof. with this guy there. How much havoc the Angels might be making at this present time there. But that's soon to come there. Uh, boy, it was a delight to watch him there. You, you know, he is, he's tall in stature there. You know, he's not all meaty and gummy or whatever it may be. But he packs a wallet when he swings the baseball bat there. He has one of the best eyes in town when he either comes down to pitching or comes down to hitting. There, he boy, he didn't miss a beat. He didn't cheat himself on any swing that he made. Boy, he, he's a delight to watch, and he's going to get better because again, he's not all that old. No, absolutely. Butch, looking around Major League Baseball, the pennant races right now haven't changed too much. Tampa Bay continues to lead the AL East over the New York Yankees by four and a half games. The Red Sox, Sox rather, by six and a half. The Yankees are in one of the wild card spots as we speak. Chicago leads the AL Central by nine games, nine and a half games rather over Cleveland, 12 and a half over Detroit. In the AL West, Houston uh, maintains their three and a half game lead over Oakland. Seattle, six and a half games back for the wild card in the AL. 
AL, as I mentioned, the Yankees and Boston right now would be the two teams in the wild card with Oakland just half game behind, Seattle three and a half games behind, and the Toronto Blue Jays five games behind. In the NL East, Atlanta, boy, they're starting to play some good baseball. They've won a ton of games in a row on the road. They lead the Phillies by five games, the Mets by seven. NL Central, the Milwaukee Brewers continue to lead that division at seven and a half games over Cincinnati, who's really coming on in the wild card race. And finally, the San Francisco Giants, the first team to 80 wins on the season. They continue to lead the Dodgers by two and a half games. And San Diego, boy, they're really falling off. They're now 13 and a half games out of first place in the NL West. Your wild card teams, the Dodgers, a very comfortable lead in the wild card. You have Cincinnati, San Diego, San St. Louis and Philly uh, all battling each other. So, Butch, uh, there's been been a few teams that have come up, a few teams that have come down. Uh, just overall, Major League Baseball pennant races, your thoughts? Yeah, just what you want to see in a baseball race there. Boy, uh, teams like Cincinnati and uh, Seattle, uh, these are teams that don't spend a lot of money. Uh, San Francisco might go on that particular list, as well as Oakland. Don't spend a lot of money. But, again, they get quality players. They play together. They work together. And they seem to be getting the results that many teams who spend a whole heap of heck of a lot of money don't get there. And that's the the amazing portion of this particular uh, scenario that you just brought up there. It's just just peachy dandy to see teams like that still battling there. And again, I, I really hope that Major League Baseball uh, during the winter meetings this year come to their senses and expand the doggone playoffs there because that needs to be done. There's too many good teams that are not allowed to partake in that particular there. And it, 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 it's not bad for baseball. we got to expose baseball a little bit more than what it has been in the past because, again, it's losing its luxury when it comes down to uh, teams participating in playoffs there. And speaking of bad baseball, Butch, the Baltimore Orioles right now, 38-85. and They've been outscored by 233 runs and have lost 18 games in a row. I mean, expectations weren't real high for the Orioles, but this is a franchise that – you know, in the past has done well. It's just, boy, that team's really hit the skids. Well, again, uh, the Orioles were a team that basically when you came up with the Orioles, you stayed with the Orioles for life with that. They were not a very good team when it comes down to getting rid of people, although they got rid of Jonathan Scope, okay? Right. And to our best interest, we got a very good player out of it there, but that's what I'm talking about. Some of those players that uh, Baltimore are really dependent on, uh, they are gone. Now, Chris Davis is another one who just recently retired, uh, who's been with the team a good, good percentage of years. He's, he's gone now. So Baltimore has to rebuild their farm system. They also got to rebuild some things in coaches and, and coaching in order to get back in the swing of things. One thing they're going to get out of this prime particular day is they're going to get a first-round draft pick, yep. which is very well needed, and to restart rebuilding that particular 
other clubs, especially maybe their minor league system, in order to be competitive again. But that might be a couple of years for Baltimore. Butch, speaking of teams that seem to rebuild uh, every year, the Detroit Lions, they lost their second straight preseason game on Saturday, this one in Pittsburgh by the score of 26-20. to 20. The Steelers did play their starters for a few series. The Lions decided to rest, uh, I believe, 14 of their starters. Uh, Steelers dominated the first half, outgained the Lions 385-65, to 65, but the Lions' uh, third stringers, including a quarterback David Blau, I thought had a pretty respectable night, uh, making that score uh, maybe closer than the game was. Uh, your thoughts on the Lions? Obviously, wins and losses don't matter. It's all more about uh, getting players out there and trying to cut your roster when you have to. Uh, just your thoughts on the Lions weekend. Well, thoughts are very, they're very mixed, uh, mixed on basically what the Lions are planning on doing when it comes down to uh, getting players that's going to help them and not hurt them. Uh, the, again, the theme is for the Detroit Lions is to win this year, not be a bunch of losers or whatnot, because that round right this boom boss stuff that we heard pre-camp uh, and whatever it may be, that's got to have some merit when it comes down to the regular season. And right now, we don't have the foggiest idea of what the Lions are going to do when it comes down to cuts, but we will know that right after this week when uh, they after they play Buffalo when the big axes start falling on uh, the players that basically they feel don't belong versus the players who do belong. I, I think the starters, you're going to see them play maybe at least a half, okay, uh, when it comes down to playing Buffalo this upcoming week. But again, after that there, I'm very curious of who stays and who goes. Yeah, the Lions will have their final preseason game at Ford Field on Friday, where they will take on the Indianapolis Colts. And you can hear that game Friday night over on our sister station, Oldies 93. Uh, one other uh, note from the Lions-Steelers game, Butch, and we've seen a bit of this over the past week or so. We saw it in Los Angeles, uh, a fight in the crowd uh, between the Rams and the Chargers. Uh, we saw an incident over in France in a uh, professional game where fans invaded the pitch after players were throwing water bottles. Well, the melee broke out in the Steelers-Lions preseason game in Pittsburgh. I'm sure many of our viewers, including you and I, have seen the video. Uh, there was a gentleman in front of a lady, and the lady was cursing at this gentleman and a slap to the face, and uh, credit to the guy in front. He didn't throw uh, a punch and kind of reserved himself, himself rather for the lady, but then the guy next to the lady got involved and holy macro he got clocked and i think knocked out and uh it, it has no bearing on the lions and steelers game but i just i i found it i guess entertaining and certainly a credit to that gentleman in front he could have done a lot worse things in my opinion yeah he could have went to jail that night <laughs> woman. but again when he started when he went to hit the person that knocked him out who interfered there, uh, <laughs> that that kind of justified everything. Now, I don't think no charges are going to be brought against the guy. If anything, I'm going to say the lady who started the whole brouhaha is going to, you know, might hear some things legally from other people there or make it that free pass saying never come here ever again from the Pittsburgh Steelers ensemble there. But, and, you know, People's emotion really is, is, is at high pitch because, again, you know, majority of the people have not been able to come to a, a social event 
for right. quite some time and is a breakout or when it comes down to many I'm quite sure we're going to see many more uh, miscommunications there when it comes down to tailgating and all this other stuff there that may be restricted and again you got to go somewhere else or you know do other things in order to kind of pacify yourself there but again it just shows the state of where we are in this country when it comes down to uh getting out in the public again there it's really a child i hope everybody kind of take a pause for the cause there and try to be a little bit more friendlier toward their neighbors and whatnot when they come to these public uh, uh, affairs there. Bushra, before we go to break, NFL preseason has one game tonight, Jacksonville at New Orleans, certainly a, a big quarterback battle in New Orleans with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. You have one more week of preseason before the real festivities begin on Thursday, September 9th. Uh, Dallas will be at Tampa Bay and then the rest of the teams will start to uh, play on Sunday, including the Detroit Lions, who will be at home to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, just overall, Butch, preseason football, is it needed? Do they need these games? I know we've talked about it in the past, last season without a preseason. Uh, would the NFL be better served, in your opinion, maybe either to cut the amount of preseason games, they did cut it from four to three, or just not have a preseason like they do in college football? Well, the preseason is always needed, especially when you play a contact sport such as football or hockey. There, those those games mean a whole heck of a lot. I think again, the the, the concern or the problem or that I see is is how head coaches. Uh, decide to use who and who not to use when it comes down to getting these reps and getting ready for the regular season. Because I'm finding that the players that get the less reps during the uh, preseason are normally the ones that are getting hurt first during the uh, particular when the regular season come about there. So it's really it's kind of jabbing to me to, to see how head coaches look at that and, and how they control it. Yeah, I agree, Butch. I think preseason is needed. I like the fact that there's one less preseason game. Personally, I think they could do two games and probably be served. But but you, you hit the nail on the head as far as it's a contact sport. And, the, and there are position battles going on, not just with quarterbacks that are usually the most publicized, but others. So I, I think that preseason football should be here and I think they should maybe cut one more game off of it but we shall see we're going to take a break here on the game when Butch and I come back we're going to talk more football the Big Ten came out with their COVID-19 related game cancellations policy as well as Michigan and Michigan State with their attendance policy we'll talk about that along with the Pistons Red Wings and more all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local regional and national sports show the game ESPN 1400 Done being stuck in the house? Ready for some summer fun on the water? Stop by Central Savings Bank for that boat or jet ski loan. Don't want to be on the water? That's okay. Come see a lender about a camper or maybe a home equity for that cabin in the woods or a side-by-side or ATV. Remember, you can always apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. That's what we can do for you. Whatever you're up to this summer, Central Savings Bank has the loan product to help get it done. Whether it's buying a boat, side-by-side, camper or cabin, tractor, a new house, or a ticket out of here, we can help. 
Call, stop by, or apply online at centralsavingsbank.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Central Savings Bank. Ask what we can do for you. It's 2021 and Green Metals in Daffer, your honest main source, one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan, hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your cooling bills or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals, and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one-stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906-632-0018. Bring it in or have it hauled, and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. And welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by Butch Davis, co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports. Butch, let's continue with football and college football. The College football season will be beginning in a little over two weeks, and the Big Ten Conference today announced its COVID-19 forfeiture policy, stating that conference games would not be rescheduled if they are unable to be played on their scheduled date. In a statement, the Big Ten said in collaboration and communication with the Big Ten Conference athletic directors, chancellors, presidents, the Task Force for Emerging Infectious Diseases, and the Sports Medicine Committee, the conference has determined Determined that if one of its member institutions is unable to play a conference contest due to COVID-19, that contest shall be declared a forfeit and will not be rescheduled. According to the policy, Butch, the contest would then be considered a loss for the team impacted by the virus and a win for the opposition in conference standings. If both teams are unable to participate because of COVID-19, it would be declared a no contest. Contest. And Butch, we're seeing more and more um, these sort of measures, including in the NFL, and we're also seeing more and more uh, leagues and teams uh, mandate that their players, uh, fans be vaccinated, including locally here with the Sioux Greyhounds in the Ontario Hockey League, the Toronto Maple Leafs and Winnipeg Jets in the NHL, and the Las Vegas Raiders in the NFL. And it comes on a day, Butch, that the FDA has um, approved the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, it was emergency conditions approval, but now that's been fully vetted. So it seems to me more and more, Butch, that the trend and in my opinion, it's a good trend is pushing for more vaccinations and more punishments or um, roadblocks, if you will, for those teams, players and fans that may still be hesitant to get the vaccine. Your thoughts? Well, it shouldn't have been there in the first place. And certain members of political stages and whatnot have uh, been united in telling everybody they need to get the shot. But again, now the FDA, and you spoke on that very clearly. We, I talked about it last week. Yep. 
okay, for saying that, but the FDA now has officially said that vaccine is official. Uh, we, we're backing it. And so now legally people who can uh, have businesses or, or football clubs or whatever it may be who now know that, uh, that the FDA declares uh, the uh, vaccine safe now has no excuse to say, why have you not been vaccinated? Why can't you not help your neighbor? Or if you have a religious excuse or whatever it may be, let's hear it and let's have it so we can make a certain amends from it there in order for our people to be safe. So it is a good thing there. Uh, it's right bare to the bones there. That means coaches are now going to have to uh, make sure that the people on their squads are either fully vaccinated or going by the land of the law and keeping a mask on their face during proper times during the game and after the game there. So it's a good thing for everybody to me right now. I think it is, Butch, and I just wanted to expand on this a little bit. Uh, one of our listeners uh, was texting me back and forth this past week talking about vaccines and, you know, those that are reluctant or hesitant for whatever reason. And, you know, it's a personal choice. One, I think, is the wrong choice uh, personally, but you know, now it's kind of the carrot and the stick at first with the vaccines. It was the carrot out there, you know, get the vaccine. It's the right thing to do. You can join, you can, you know, get some incentives. You can be part of a lottery. And now I think you're starting to see the stick. Now, if you don't have the vaccine, guess what? You're not going to go see the Las Vegas Raiders at home. You're not going to see the Sioux Greyhounds play. You may not go to the restaurant you want. You may not get the job you want. Your son or daughter may not go to the college they want. And with the F FDA's, uh, you know, approval of the Pfizer vaccine, and I'm sure the others uh, hopefully are on the same path. There's so much reluctance by uh, many parents as far as getting their children vaccinated. Well, this isn't something that's new because in order to be part of the public schools in Michigan, you have to have your students vaccinated for things like polio, measles, hepatitis, chicken pox, among others. And now with the FDA approval, uh, shouldn't this really you would hope get more people to the table to try to get out of this pandemic and, and get things back to normal, which I think is what everyone wants. Yeah, well, sometimes that's been done very pee-poor there, you know, as far as keeping track of what children come into schools with the vaccinations or not, being that I'm a teacher there, and I get to see it from the angle of the administration and whatnot there. So it's a good doggone thing all around there. It's something right now that, again, I wish our political people in this country uh, start fighting and battering each other about choice and whatnot and bring down to the ladder that this is something that everyone needs to do at least to protect our children because again we have that age of uh, zero to twelve zero to twelve years old can't get the shot right, right there and those are the ones right now our, our small children are in danger of giving it or receiving it and to bad consequences indeed. So hopefully this gets done and someone, everybody come to line, have some sense, and, and get the vaccine. Butch, while there's no uh, attendance uh, reductions at Michigan and Michigan State for their football games, if you're going to a game, you better bring your face mask as both schools announced COVID-19 safety protocols for fans in accordance with the university-wide mandate for face coverings. Indoors and on all campus buildings, face coverings will be required. And when everyone is in an indoor area of Spartan Stadium or the Big House, unless actively eating or drinking, 
ranking. Uh, the mandate includes the concourse, the restroom, the elevators, suites, club areas, press box, unless eating or drinking. Uh, certainly something that's going to be pretty tough to enforce, in my opinion, but I, I think it's a, a good step. We'll see if people actually abide by it. That, I think, lies the problem. Either abide by it or you'll be escorted out, in the, out of the building and you can put your own condition the way you want. But that's the way it is right now. That's the way it's going to be for, you know, I hate to say it, but for a very long time until things are under control. And which right now, things are getting rampant there because when one uh, variant come out, then here comes another one, okay? So... This is not over for a long shot there, but we can all be on the same page and do the things that keep each other safe there. Butch, let's move on to the Detroit Pistons as the schedule is out for the 2021-22 season. The Pistons will open up play during the regular season at home against the Chicago Bulls on October 20th. Other uh, key showdowns for Detroit includes visits from Giannis Antetokounmpo and the NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks on November 2nd, along with Philadelphia on November 4th. Kevin Durant and crew with Brooklyn on November 5th. Steph Curry and Golden State November 19th. LeBron James and the LA Lakers November 21st. And this season, Butch, the NBA is going back to their 82 games schedule, 41 games on the road, 41 games at home. And the Pistons over under regular season win total according to Caesar Sportsbook, is 25.5. That's the third lowest among all NBA teams besting out Orlando and Oklahoma City. Your thought on the Pistons' schedule and, uh, well, certainly a, a new look with some key players and one you're high on, uh, Cade Cunningham, of course, the number one pick, but you're real high on another guy they drafted in the second round, Luca Garza. Yes, I am. I think he's going to be the big difference if the Pistons progress in the standings or even come close to maybe getting in the playoffs there. We haven't had what you call a power, good power center in quite some time since Ben Wallace there. So saying that, I'm not talking about Andre Drummond. He, when he felt like a nut or when he did not, he, he, he showed variables that he is a very, was a very valuable person. But again, he was always inconsistent when he played with the Pistons, which again, did not do a whole heck of a lot of putting people around him or uh, meshing other players to uh, get used to each other and others to play together there. It seems like right now, from what I'm seeing right now, it, this is going to be a younger staff. I just hope that the Pistons don't go in the same song and dance because it doesn't make a doggone bit of difference who they play in their building. People are not going to show up if you're not winning, okay? They're not like the Red Wings, but basically you can see the certain areas of, of growth and development there. Right now the Pistons are, are, are down in the barrel when it comes down to people come to attendance to see a basketball game and got to spend the, uh, the allotment of money just to sit there for two and a half hours and get duly squat. So the Pistons are going to have to win this year there. At least play a good, decent game at home, okay, where people will come back and see them and, and kind of adore them. I think right now that's the theme that the Tigers have right now is their better team at home, and their record shows for that that they're taking to, they learn how to take care of home turf. Right now the Pistons does not 
have that. And until they do, people are not going to show up to see those games there. Except maybe L.A. or big, a ticket, uh, particular uh, team there that uh, they, they were piling there anyway, but by halftime, they'll all go home. <laughs> yeah, you see a lot of empty seats yeah, right. at Little Caesars Arena. One other basketball note, Butch, for any of our listeners in the area or listening to us across the state for wanting to pursue their professional basketball dreams, the Detroit Pistons incoming G League franchise, the Motor City Crews, might help that come true as they are going to host local open trials on September 15th as participants will compete for an opportunity to be invited to the cruise training camp scheduled for November. It's just going to cost you 200 bucks. You got to be fully vaccinated and the registration deadline is September 10th with only the first 105 registrants will be admitted. My question to you, Butch, are you going to be one of those 105 trying out? Hell no. <laughs> I thought I'd ask. <laughs> oh, right. oh, boy. That is pretty good indeed because, again, we've got a lot of high school kids who are not going to college there. This is their opportunity to try out and see where they stand when it comes down to playing professional basketball or somewhere close to it there. Uh, Dylan Daniels got that information to us uh, plentiful today in, in letting us know how that particular trials are going to be working out there. So, again, good luck to all up north, down south, here and maybe trying out for basketball and, and finding out, do you got the stuff to go to the uh, – the NBA, you look at Mr. Green there, yeah. who did that and took that path, and right now he's the better of it right now, pocketbook-wise another, okay? So that one year, you know, it might be something exciting for someone who never thought that they would be in the position to maybe be part of the NBA draft. 7.30 on the game, Scott Nason, Butch Davis with you. And Butch, let's move on to the Detroit Red Wings. We talked about this over the last couple weeks, but the Red Wings will be returning to Traverse City for their annual preparation for the regular season as the prospect tournament will be going on September 16th through the 20th and the main training camp September 23rd through the 28th. The Wings also have uh, some exhibition games after that and will open up the regular season against the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning on October 14th. Also this week, Butch, a couple signings as the Red Wings have come to terms on a two-year deal with forward Adam Earn as well. Uh, looks like Franz Nielsen uh, doesn't appear to be back for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, your thoughts on the Red Wings' schedule, moves, and more? Well, it is what it is there. Again, I think we're going to see a whole heck of a lot of changes when it comes down to uh, – the Red Wings this year, and I think the big change is going to be how many young bucks are going to be invited to camp and be able to stay on the major league team, which is the Red Wings there. <clears throat> it's going to put a whole heck of a lot of pressure on some veterans that are under contract right now, may not get denied in order to stay with the regular team there, might have to do something else or might be put immediately on waivers 
or some type of buyout system in order to allow that particular player to go somewhere else. But uh, I don't think the Red Wings are fooling around when it comes down to getting the talent in there now. It's about time for them to blossom. Butch, the Little League World Series going on in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and that includes a team from Michigan as Taylor North, who won their opening game against Florida. They're in action this afternoon. I've been keeping track of this game. You had a lot of rain delays, and they were down big against Texas, and they come back to win by the score of 6-5 to five as Cameron Thoring hit a grand slam over the center field fence in the second inning as Taylor North uh, still undefeated in the Little League World Series, and they're going to play Hawaii on Wednesday night for a spot in the Hank Aaron Championship game, which is the tournament semifinal. Uh, Taylor North, right down the road from you, Butch, looking good, 2-0. and Oh, yeah, and a lot of people, again, are very excited over that, particularly these kids who uh, looked at their summer as being very bleak, okay, and made it through the season and get the All-Stars together there to come around and, and play baseball. This is a treat for them and their parents, okay, who are able to travel with them to see the game. As you notice, there's no outside fans in the games and whatnot. There, except for the little, uh, not the little league game, but the major league game, which they let certain guests and uh, media people in there for that. But again, this is a big chance for Taylor to get together on a team that is very, very good. But why does not? fool around when it comes down to baseball. So that's going to be probably the biggest dumbbell competition that this team has seen since, you know, the Hinbrook win here, okay? They're going to they're gonna have to give it their all there. They were very lucky against Texas there, but I think that rain helped them a big deal to kind of get their composure back and that grand slam over center field. Over center field yeah. was a big deal there for, for this particular team there to show that you can't give us a break. We're going to take it and, and do something with it. And, Butch, I thought you mentioned it was a good touch by Major League Baseball to have that series in Williamsport with uh, the, you know many of the players in attendance, a three-game series. The Cleveland Indians whooped up on the Angels winning yesterday. I just, you know, with the Field of Dreams game and them doing this, I just think that's good PR and just good all around for Major League Baseball. Thumbs up to them. Well, many of those kids, believe it or not, boys and girls, they don't get to go to Comerica Park and right. see the baseball games and whatnot there. Uh, you know, that's very seldom. And they did. They don't get close to those particular players that once upon a time, uh, Major League Baseball made sure that they did very frequently when it came down to, to, to the community. And with the COVID going on uh, the way it has there, it has been uh, shortened to a point. Hopefully, that again, we get things hopefully back to normal again and the Detroit Tigers uh, and other major league teams in the country uh, get back to serving the urban uh, particulars that they need to serve there because that has been a little bit known there. Uh, a lot of the Taylor kids have never been to a major league baseball park and Comerica Park is like for instance for me and for them it's about 20 minute ride from uh, here to downtown off of I-75 and still you can't get in there for various reasons there you know maybe economy or whatever it may be but again this is their their big shot and their big chance they're getting a whole heck of a lot of national attention and hopefully they 
rest of their lives and 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 and, and dwell with it there. You know, it's the nice thing about the business that we're in there that you know the Bill Free Hands and the people that we meet. You know that many don't get to do. We have a, a cherished job of being representatives to the general public at large there to get those people on the on the air or talk to them and, and get their thoughts instead of just surmising of what we think they're going to do. Butch, we're going to take our final break of the night. When you and I come back, it was a very big weekend in sports entertainment for wrestling. The WWE and SummerSlam and the AEW with a big return of one of their newest superstars. And we're going to play Mount Rushmore, and it's going to have a wrestling theme. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. At Old Mission Bank, we're ready to make your home ownership dreams a reality. We're excited to announce that we now offer USDA home loans with options for 100% financing. You heard that right, 100% financing for qualifying USDA mortgages. Come see our experienced lenders to discuss your personal options and let us find the right mortgage for your needs, because it's what we do best. Act now to pre-qualify by calling us or apply directly online at OMBLoans.com. We're Old Mission Bank, home of your experienced local mortgage professionals. FDIC insured equal housing lender. Summer, the change of seasons is sure to bring a smile to your face. Don't let your mood sour at the prospect of dealing with that unreliable mower for yet another year. Rely on the experts at Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service. Their highly skilled technicians can help. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service takes pride in their work and they know that an ounce of prevention can mean years of reliability down the road. Call them to talk about your service needs or stop in and chat with Paul and the gang today. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, just off I-75, exit 373 Rudyard, Michigan. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. The last tractor you'll ever need is here. Get into a Massey Ferguson compactor utility tractor and accomplish more than ever before. These versatile tractors are known for their unbeatable power, smart fuel economy, and upgraded creature comforts. And with their ability to multitask through any job around the yard or farm, they'll provide you with outstanding value for years to come. Do all you need to do and more with Massey Ferguson compact and utility tractors. Visit Skinners of Pigford to find the right model for your operation. It's 2021 and Green Metals in Dafter, your honest main source one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan, hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your cooling bills or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals, and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one-stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906-632-0018. Bring it in or have it hauled, and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. 
You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. 7.40 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. Just a reminder, if you want to hear the full two-hour version of tonight's show and all past broadcast of the game along with Butch on Sports, the game sports show in Sioux, Ontario, and Sioux High Athletics, Coach's Corner, and more, you can go to the website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. Butch, one of my favorite topics to talk about with you is the world of sports entertainment and wrestling, and certainly uh, lots to talk about over this past weekend. And let's start with what happened on AEW, All Elite Wrestling, on Friday night. Uh, this had been rumored for a while, and uh, certainly something that a lot of wrestling fans have wanted to see for a while as former WWE Super star CM Punk, who has not been in a wrestling ring. He's been in other rings, uh, the Octagon more uh, likely or more accurately, as CM Punk made his return to professional wrestling for AEW in Chicago on Friday night. I thought they played that card perfectly, especially right before a big WWE pay-per-view over the weekend, and just the way the announcers just let it happen. So much on WWE, the announcers are always saying this and saying that sometimes the best things are left unsaid and that crowd pop and his speech certainly uh, got my blood pumping and certainly gave AEW a big boost as far as uh, where they go. Just wanted your thoughts. First of all, on AEW and the return of CM Punk. Well, you know, I'm not shy on rooting up the AEW. You know, when that first ensemble came out and I watched it and I continue to watch it, I was very, very <clears throat> amazed of how they do things there and bring the old with the new and mixing a lot of stuff up there. But they couldn't do it any better than they did last Friday after SmackDown there, okay? Right. And, and, and just let everybody know that, you know, we're not here lying it down there. They're going to probably have a couple more surprises there, yep. uh, per se there. It's probably up and coming, but again, they they let it rip, okay, as as we say in Detroit there. So it, it was it was something special. Yeah, it sure was, Butch. And again, I just think competition breeds better product. And the WWE, uh, you know, certainly has been the only real uh, player in the game, uh, really since WCW folded. Yeah, you had some other ones, uh, Impact Wrestling. You still have other ones that are good, but I just think AEW just it gives the fans an alternative and it has a lot of the superstar. It's kind of following the WCW formula, but I think they're doing it in a little better way. They don't quite have the Ted Turner money that they had uh, with WCW, but it just seems to me a, a more realistic product. And especially when you have these disgruntled WWE uh, former employees like, uh, you know, John Moxley and, uh, you know, others, uh, including Sting, uh, who's in there. I wouldn't say he was disgruntled, but, you know, you got some big names in there you got some young talent in there i just i think it provides for a good mix and obviously the wwe is paying attention with what happened this weekend yes they they, they better be because again their stock might be going down the wwe depended a great deal on nxt and it right. has 
done them a very bit of good when he got the Bianca Belairs to come out, uh, several other wrestlers to come from that particular ensemble there to kind of brighten the WWE's hope of, of their minor league system, as I used to call it there. It's not more or less that anymore when Samoa Joe is going back to that particular ensemble or, or some other wrestlers and, and, and to brighten it up. It's been something of the what's a watch. But again, AEW, what they're using is they're using impact wrestling yep. and the Japanese uh, wrestling to brew their particular uh, uh, amount of talent in their ensemble there, which gives it a lot of flair and a lot of credibility as those particulars I just mentioned, uh, impact wrestling, which you can watch all day long on Access TV on Thursday. I mean, Access does one incredible job from 12 o'clock in the afternoon to almost 4 o'clock in the morning. You can see wrestling nonstop on there. Some of the old matches where some of the uh, old, uh, the uh, the WWE talent, where they got their starts, when AJ Styles yep. first started and whatnot in Impact Wrestling, TNA, uh, they they show a whole heck of a lot, so they're in they're enlightening says that this is where a lot of the wrestlers got their will to go to the uh, the supposed to be the big dance of the WWE there. So I'm really uh, I'm really excited about wrestling now because it's more than one doggone facet that you can go turn your channel on and watch and and keep up with uh, the the. The new as well as the older, as we saw this Friday night with the CM Punk announcement. Yeah, I'm excited as well, Butch. And the WWE return serve on Saturday at SummerSlam with a couple big returns, including uh, Becky Lynch and... uh, um, Brock Lesnar. Uh, looking at the matches, Randy Orton and Riddle win the Raw, Raw tag titles. Alexa Bliss beat Eva Marie. Awful match, but I like Alexa Bliss, so I'll deal with that. Damian Priest wins the U.S. Championship. The Usos retain the SmackDown team titles. Becky Lynch returns and wins a pretty much squash match against Bianca Belair, which I just did not like how that all uh, went down. Don't have no merit to it. No. I sure the newspapers, they dig in far enough. We're going to find out why that happened the way it did there because that did not give uh, Bianca Belair any justice at all there. No, Sasha Banks was scheduled to participate in that. She couldn't uh, participate for whatever reason. I'm sure we'll get more right. clarification on Friday on SmackDown. Other matches, Butch Drew McIntyre defeats Jinder Mahal. Nobody cares. Charlotte Flair wins the Raw Women's Championship. I thought the best match of the night, Seth Rollins, as he taps out to Edge. I just thought those two are at the absolute top of their game. Bobby Lashley beats Goldberg by ref stoppage, and then uh, the Goldberg son gets beat up, so that feud is not over. And then Roman Reigns pins John Cena. I don't think really anybody was surprised by that because John Cena was pretty much there for one match. And then the return of Brock Lesnar with the man bun. Of course, Paul Heyman, now the manager of Roman Reigns, the former manager of Brock Lesnar. So that sets up for an interesting uh, SmackDown on Friday and Raw on Monday. Uh, Just other thoughts, Butch, as far as SummerSlam. I think they got some things right, but again, mentioning the, I like Becky Lynch, but you know, to have Bianca Belair be the champion and be hyped up to lose in, what, 20 seconds. I just, that one was a head scratcher to me. 
that one was not very thoughtfully thought out there. Too. Unless something is wrong with Bianca Belair, or, or for that matter, um, her opponent that did not show up there. Uh, I think the WWE deserved to give the fans some type of clarification on that, on that particular there. I know they're not going to give everything away there, but the way Bestie Lynch was reintroduced to the WWE audience there, that, that, that didn't hurt dog on society a whole heck of a lot there. That did not look good there, period. And Butch, uh, you know, Goldberg's come back to mixed reviews. I'm not the biggest fan of his matches, but this guy's in his mid-50s, and man, I hope in a few years, sadly to say, I look anything like that in my mid fifties. I don't know what Goldberg is is doing, but he's certainly uh, at least looking the part. He's wrestling not as much, but he, he's certainly keeping himself in shape. Well, he's making that side money there. Uh, nothing wrong with that. But again, the, the shape that this man has brought himself into, and it's kind of curious though, what kind of role that his son is yeah. going to be playing in the near future there, because it seems like it's going to be an outtake to what his son is doing, wrestling-wise and other. He doesn't, he don't look no bigger than a minute, but again, if he gets some pounds on him or work out in a certain way for maybe in a couple of years, we might see that young man back again to deal with those same old, uh, those old prides there. That, that would be something ridiculously to look at as well. Butch, before we get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week, I thought it would be a good night to play a little Mount Rush more. Uh, this is where Butch and I pick our four favorite of a specific topic. And so with uh, wrestling uh, being uh, pretty big this weekend, uh, I thought it would be a good idea to have our Mount Rushmore of wrestling entrances. These are the most popular, or at least our most popular, entrances. A big part of wrestling is uh, what song they come out to, how it looks to, to set the stage. And so, Butch, I'm going to give you the floor first. Who or what is your first entrant into your Mount Rushmore of best wrestling entrances? Uh, let's see. Well, let you see him punk first there, okay? That was a good one there. Uh, when he was coming out in the WWE and uh, uh, the personality. Uh, cult of personality, uh, yep. That was, I mean, you know, I wasn't expecting that, but again, it's one of my favorites uh, coming out of the back room to the front for for that one. So I think CM Punk's interest there. Yeah, I like that one as well, Butch. That's on my list. Not on this list, but that's certainly on my list. Anytime you can get Living Colors, Cult of Personality with that guitar rift at first. Can't help but get the crowd fired up. Well, we did see an entrance that we haven't seen in probably 20-some-odd years over the weekend with Edge, who used to be part of the Undertaker stable, The Brood. And that is the first entrant into my Mount Rushmore of greatest wrestling entrances. This is where he comes out through the floor. You got the uh, techno music and just this kind of goth sort of thing. Back in the day, he would come out with Christian, and I believe Gangrel was the other member of that group. And uh, with the uh, blood, quote unquote, coming out of his teeth with the fangs. And I love that he brought that back. It gives gives Edge a little darker edge, so to speak. And so the Brood's entrance is one of my top four in my greatest wrestling entrances. Butch, what's your second entrant? Oh, man. That's a Chris Jericho, okay? And he's had several different kind of entrances. Yes, he has. You, uh... 
look at his latest interest on AEW where he has that song that he is a prescriber that he wrote, by the way. There. Yep. And has anybody reciting? And uh, last week it was a different situation on uh, well, on Friday, for instance, where basically he wasn't allowed to sing the have the song or the the theme tune as he came on out, but the crowd ended up singing it anyway and did not mean miss a beat on, on every word that was said or he made in that particular song that he uh come his coming out song there. So I'm gonna say the Chris Jericho there. Yeah, Y two J. Remember that one with the countdown clock before the year two thousand? Oh, yeah. That was a good one as well. Well my second one, Butch, is probably on a lot of people's list. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Whenever you heard that glass break, you knew that it was going to be a good time when Stone Cold walked out. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Great on the mic, great in the ring and certainly you heard that that glass break, you knew you were in for a whooping of some sort. And so Stone Cold Steve Austin is my second entrant into the Mount Rushmore of greatest wrestling entrances. Butch, what, Butch what's your third pick? Uh, the third pick, uh, if you've ever been to a wrestling show, I've been to many of them, but the one song that always really got me in grooved up is when Ray Mysterio yes. came out, okay? And uh, he, used to, he used to be popped out of a, out of the floor there. But again, the, the pyros and everything to go with it, and the music where in most arenas, it, it, it is booming, okay? Uh, I, lo- I always love that particular entrance of Ray Mysterio. Yeah, I like that one as well, Butch, and another very popular entrance is Triple H. Anytime you heard, again, a a great guitar rift with Motorhead, it's all about the game. He'd come out, he'd drink the water, he'd spit it out, and just, it would get you fired up. I know Triple H was a heel for the majority of his career, but anytime I heard that, and yes, you saw in WrestleMania sometimes, he might have gone a little crazy with the entrance. I think he did a Terminator one where he was a robot and some other things, but just hearing that song, The Game, Hey, it's the name of our show, Butch. How can we not like that one? That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, Butch, what's your last entrant into your Mount Rushmore of greatest wrestling entrances? Oh, boy. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say this. It may not be agreeable, but I'm saying Kevin Owens. Oh, KO. When he first came on out, and he still uses it there, but uh, it, it's a bouncy tune as well. And if you, like I said, if you there in person to hear the tune, where you get all the bass vibes and all this other stuff there, it it, it is magnificent there how they put that together. So I'm gonna take Kevin Owens. Butch, I'm gonna go off the map a little bit on my fourth one. Uh, I would probably say the Undertaker, but that's kind of predictable. So I'm gonna go to one that probably isn't on most people's list. This is one of my favorite wrestlers and characters of all time in wrestling. When I lived in Memphis, he was wrestling for Memphis Championship Wrestling. Me and my good friend Don Supa, who's a weekly listener, went down uh, to Tunica, Mississippi to see this guy, William Regal. I love William Regal's entrance. You got the uh, British royalty music. He's sticking his nose up in the air. He's wiping his feet before he comes into the match. He's, He's talking about rednecks in the crowd, Americans uncultured. Just a great character. And he was a classic wrestler but some of his matches are, I think are some of the most watchable ones he was a technical wrestler but he had a personality and certainly was almost always a heel I love me some William Regal yeah William 
that was a good one there. I didn't, you came out of the hat with that particular one there, but that was a good one there. Also, the Sheik, okay? Oh, yeah. I remember the Sheik a long time ago. His interest was not so much musical, but when he came on out there with that little dance and yep. yep. Good stuff, Butch. Uh, before we end the show, Butch, let's get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. I will start thumbs up to the Ontario Hockey League and their COVID-19 protocols uh, mandating that all players, coaches, billet families, broadcasters, and spectators be vaccinated. I know it's not what many people want to hear uh, sometimes that listen to our show, but again, if you want to be part of many things here in the future, you might have to get that vaccine because if you want to watch the Sioux Greyhounds this season, you're going to have to. And thumbs up to Taylor North in the Little League World Series uh, with a pair of wins going into their game against Hawaii, looking to become the first team in Michigan to win a Little League World Series in quite some time. And thumbs down, eh, for lack of time, I don't got any. Butch, your thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. Uh, thumbs up for the Taylor. I'll double down on them for Taylor North as they came back and showed their comeback of, uh, of energy there when they beat Texas today, who looked like they were not joking around starting in the first inning. But those rain delays and everything else got them going there. And I'm going to join you on this weekend and be very nice about it and say, you probably would say the Detroit Lions, but I. And with Don Mobach getting uh, sent down the street on his 40th, 40th birthday. birthday. Man. That was one of the most cranky doggone things you can, people could do in their livelihood there. But, yes, I will use that there as a thumbs down. Butch, uh, before we end the show, what's ahead for Butch on sports over the next week? Well, football's on the horizon in high school there. So, we're, again, we'll probably take a sneaky peek of the rules and regulations that uh, the fans are going to have to follow when they come down to the game. I know it's not all that understandable and and to you know us the general public and the media gets it out there, people really don't know what's going on or what to be have there. But it's gonna until they make things mandatory that everybody has to have a shot or something to get in there or or do certain things to protect one another there. Uh, again, we, we're going to keep our ears and nose pointed on the MHSAA for rule changes or regulations to watch uh, the sport. Looking forward to that, Butch. Butch Davis joining us on the game. Butch, appreciate you coming on the show this week, and we'll talk to you next Monday night for our next edition of the game. All right. I will be indeed. And coming up next week, special guest will be commissioner of the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, Chris Dunbar. Want to thank all our guests tonight, including Butch Davis, co-host, and our special guest, head coach of the Suhai Blue Devils, Scott Menard. Again, the Blue Devils will start their season Friday night in St. Ignace. You can hear that game over on 1230 WSOO with Dave Watson and Pat Bennon. The game uh, sponsored by ESPN 1400 and Sovereign Communications and powered by the game entertainment and media. That's going to do it for this week's show. We're going to, we will talk to you next Monday night for our next edition of the game here on ESPN 1400. Thanks for listening to the game here on ESPN 1400 WKNW Sioux St. Marie's sports leader. Check us out next Monday at six for the twin Sioux's only local regional and national sports show. You can hear the podcast of the show in other broadcasts at the game sports show.com.